It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. That's how they create content on those shows. Idiots just shotgunning anything against the wall on the local radio station. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. Welcome to our number three, also known as the championship rounds of Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio, where we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Antonio Pierce, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, joined pass rusher Max Crosby on his podcast, The Rush, this week. Had something very interesting to say as to his approach when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Take a listen to this. You got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the home, elbows, yeah, filling them, yeah. love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. Mm-hmm. So I show those guys Jordan getting his whooped. Here we go. Antonio Pierce getting Raider Nation fired up about the prospect of going after Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, which leads us to the following question. The Chiefs have absolutely owned, dominated, and decimated the AFC West over the last six-plus years. The Denver Broncos are headed for year two under Sean Payton. The Las Vegas Raiders are headed for year 1.5 under Antonio Pierce. The Los Angeles Chargers are headed into year one of Jim Harbaugh. Of those three, Gabe Neitzel, who do you think's most equipped to take out the Chiefs? It has to be, to me, and it's a scary proposition because something always seemingly goes wrong for this franchise. <laughs> you don't even need to say it any you don't have to go any further. <laughs> But the Chargers are the only team with a coach and a quarterback in place. Yeah. Like the, the Broncos don't know what they're doing at quarterback. The Raiders are trying to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. And Justin Herbert, it's amazing to watch him because he does so many things incredibly well. And then just like Phillip Rivers before him, the game seemingly ends with, okay, there's two minutes left. They got a timeout. Are they going to get a score to touchdown and win, or are they going to lose another one? Like yeah. it just it just seems like that's the way just about every Chargers game has ended for about a decade at this point. <laughs> but they still have a coach and a quarterback in place. So right now it seems like they are, but to me, it wouldn't take much for either one of the other two teams to leapfrog, depending upon what they do at quarterback. Can you even conceive of a way of taking out the Chiefs, not beating them in a one-off regular season game, but literally dethroning the Chiefs atop the AFC West without above-average quarterback play. Can we conceive of that? Like, What teams have beaten the Chiefs in recent memory that haven't had great quarterback play? And don't tell me the Raiders on Christmas. Yes, they won that game at Arrowhead. Fantastic. You're not going to win the division given that state of affairs. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain of that. But I mean... The guys that have beaten them, what, Josh Allen got him in the regular season. 
Joe Burrow got him in the playoffs. Tom Brady got him in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's the level of quarterback that has beaten Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we're talking about the, the, the losses that Patrick Mahomes has had in the, in, in the playoffs. So he lost to Tom Brady when Tom Brady was still with the Patriots because they gave him the extra play because somebody lined up offside. He lost to Joe Burrow, who oh, was fantastic yeah. in that season. That was D. Yeah. Ford. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and then... Yeah, and then, you know, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So Tom Brady twice, Joe Burrow, like how do you beat this team in high leverage situations all over the course of the season? You need high quarterback play. I, I don't see that I mean, I look at the Broncos roster and it's not like it's stacked and oh yeah, they're gonna be great even if they just have an average quarterback. They'll be able to figure it out. No, I don't see that. I don't see a high level defense right now in Denver. Now, the physicality of the Raiders are interesting, but in order to win that division, you're still going to need at the very least, competent quarterback play, which I don't know what if that's what they're going to get. They don't know what their quarterback position is going to be. So the best chance you have is if you're the Chargers and Harbaugh can figure out all the other things around Justin Herbert because I think everybody agrees that Herbert's been fantastic in his time as the quarterback of the Chargers. It's kind of been everything else that hasn't been able to play up to the level of Herbert. He has certainly been rock solid enough that you feel you can make a deep run with him as your quarterback. I feel like if Justin Herbert's your guy, you don't have a lot of questions. You can criticize what happened in the Jacksonville game and you can point out some other moments, but the reality is that's far far from the biggest problem there. And Harbaugh has shown he can turn a program around very quickly. He did it in San Francisco. I think they they won double-digit games and went to the NFC Championship game his first year on the job. Plenty of talent on the roster, don't get me wrong. And the Chargers have an issue with the salary cap. The Chargers have an issue with the defense. Austin Eckler's a free agent. Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. But I'm pretty confident Harbaugh can whip these guys into shape and make them competent. Denver's compelling because they're going to do something at the quarterback position here this offseason, and that could suddenly vault them into contender status. But it's going to take some work. The Raiders, I ran this by everyone yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on this. Oh, all right. I think the Raiders have just been so irrelevant and so meaningless for so long that this is the time to pull out all the stops. You've got a new era with a new head coach in Antonio Pierce. Go give up the big package to get to number one and draft Caleb Williams, assuming the Bears are willing to deal. I don't care how many picks it takes. People will say that's reckless. They're not my picks. It's not my money. Of course you can say that. I go back to 2016. The Rams gave up a bunch to go from 15-1 to to draft Jared Goff. Nobody cares because the team still won the Super Bowl and they did it without Goff. Those picks didn't end up hurting them. The team that got the picks, Tennessee, they haven't done anything since then. Same year, 2016. Philadelphia gives up a bunch of picks to move from 8-2 to two with Cleveland. They draft Carson Wentz. They go on to win the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz. Okay? The team that gets all the picks, Cleveland, they haven't done anything. Right? Think about that. Two teams on the receiving end of a bunch of picks haven't done squat since those two trades. The two teams that made the trade to go all the way up, not only did they both win the Super Bowl, but they did it without the damn quarterback they went up for. They both swung and missed by their own standards and still found a way to win a Super Bowl. Right, And then they also went to other Super Bowls that they lost. One was with Goff. Okay, that's the Rams. The Eagles lost one with Jalen Hurts. The point is, if you've got good coaching and you've got good personnel people, you can put yourself in a position to contend. So if you're the Raiders, you can stand pat and do nothing like usual, and you'll go from 21 seasons without a playoff win to 22 seasons, or you can decide, you know what? We're in Las Vegas. 
Uh, we watched the WNBA team win back-to-back titles. We watched the hockey team win a title. Formula One's now here. The draft's here. The Super Bowl's here. The Final Four's coming here. We're like the least relevant thing, and we are an NFL franchise. Why don't we get aggressive and make a move? Because guess what? If you give up a ton of picks to go get Caleb Williams and it doesn't work, you're kind of right back to where you've been for the last 20-plus years. Does that sound crazy to you? That doesn't sound crazy to me because I also Smart. Thank you. kind of like some of the other pieces that the Raiders have. They I really Devontae like Devontae Adams. Adams. I really like Devontae. I love Max Crosby. Who doesn't? Like, he's you he's have... so underrated. He is so underrated. If he played, if he played for Kansas City or San Francisco, we'd be talking about him all the time. Yeah, and so you have a lot of those pieces that a lot of teams are looking for. And if you get that really good quarterback play, and oh, by the way, I also think you have your coach in place. I like what Antonio Pierce was able to do with that team, with that roster, motivating them to beat Kansas City. Yes, it's a one-off. Now do it for an entire season. You need to have that quarterback. And if there's somebody out there that you like, yeah, go get him. By all means, you have to go get him because that's the one thing that's been kind of holding you back. They've been such a laughing stock in this league from having to let go of Gruden. Oh, but then th- the thing is, after they had to fire Gruden, Rich Basaccia saved the season, right? led you to the playoffs, and then you decided, nah, the players want Basaccia. Now let's bring in Josh McDaniels. Shocking that that didn't even last two seasons. Right. Like everybody else knew what was going to happen there, but apparently you. So now you have to, much like George Costanza, once changed everything about about himself and did the opposite. Nice. You now have to do the opposite and go make that splashy move for the quarterback you need. I mean, pe- people think it's crazy. Oh, it's not your money. It's not your picks. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But the thing is, what are you going to do? You're going to sit back and you're going to watch the Chiefs be the Chiefs. The Chargers go get Harbaugh. The Broncos get Sean Payton. They're going to end up bringing in a quarterback. What are you going to do? Like, if the kid is generational in your eyes, he's generational in the eyes of many. If he's generational in your eyes, look at what that does for a franchise. Look at what it's done for Kansas City. I mean, you're in Wisconsin. You weren't winning Super Bowls every year with Aaron Rodgers, but you always had a thought that you could win the Super Bowl because you had Aaron Rodgers. Am I right? A hundred percent. Every year. When you have that quarterback, you have a chance. Otherwise, it's like, oh, I hope we can put it all together and maybe have a chance. You have that guy. You look across the league. How do you think the Bengals feel with Joe Burrow? Oh, they love it. They yeah. love every minute of it. They, they think they've got a chance to go every year because, oh, by the way, he also beat Patrick Mahomes. Like it, When you have that special guy, like, you feel like you've got that chance every single season. And if you think that guy is available at the top of this draft, especially as the Bears are sitting there going, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Are we going to keep Fields? Are we going to keep this pick? Are we going to trade the pick? Like, Go give them an offer they can't say no to. Boom. And go get your guy. Gabe Neitzel and Joe Fortenball solving problems one radio segment at a time. When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, and interviewing can become a job itself. You need Indeed. The all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Time to play the NBA stock market. Buy, sell, or hold on some of the top title contenders in the association. That's next. Carlin versus Joe. Gabe Neitzel and Joe Fornball. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the NBA lead in Boston Celtics storm in the Madison Square Garden for a Saturday night showdown against Jalen Brunson and the New York Knicks. Team best put together to go guard guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, the Knicks. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern with tip-off at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Indeed. All right, buckle up. Everything you need to know about the NBA playoff picture coming your way right now. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can check us out on SiriusXM Channel 80. Hit up your sports. Spart. Hit up your smart speakers <laughs> by saying play ESPN Radio. The name of the game is buy, sell, or hold. We are going to present NBA teams. We're going to give you their price to win the NBA championship in terms of the Vegas odds. You are going to decide at this price if you want to buy, if you want to sell, or if you want to hold. Does the game seem reasonably clear, Mr. Neitzel? Yes, it does. You did, once again, an excellent job explaining the rules. See, I think I explained it well. I actually don't understand it as well as I think I'm supposed to. Evan tried this on me this morning. It was very simple. I screwed up the first three, so... Hopefully this goes a little bit better. Handman, fire away. The Boston Celtics. All right. Boston currently plus 260. They are your favorites to win the NBA title. Gabe Neitzel, would you buy, sell, or hold on the Boston Celtics at plus 260? I would hold on the on the Celtics plus 260. I think they're the best team in the NBA. It makes all the sense in the world that they're the favorites up there. I don't think it's, you know, you're getting a little bit of value, but I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm staying at pat. I'm holding with what I like and what I've seen out of Boston in terms of their odds. Okay, very interesting. I would actually buy. I think people might think this is crazy and say, wait, they're already the favorites. They're plus 260. Here's the reason. Is this the best price we're going to get? I don't think so. I think this is going to go down, and then that's when we're going to sell. Here's why. 27 games remaining for the Boston Celtics. Of the 30 teams in the NBA, 
Boston has the third easiest schedule the rest of the way out. Third easiest. The only teams with easier schedules the rest of the way than the Boston Celtics, the Orlando Magic, and the Brooklyn Nets. By the way, some sportsbooks are offering updated win totals on the teams in the NBA, like the Orlando Magic. I think there's this round like 45 and a half. I'd bet the over because of this schedule. I think they're going to go over. But to your point on Boston, I think plus 260 will eventually evaporate because they're going to keep stacking wins, and that's when we're in, we'll end up selling. So I would buy right now. I think the price is going to continue to go down. The Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets currently plus 450. They are your defending champions. Buy, sell, hold on the Denver Nuggets. See, I think this number, I'm, I'm with you, except I'm thinking that with Denver. I okay. think plus 450 is not a number that's not that's going to be there for very long. I look at Denver the same way I look from now on for the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL. Like As long as Jokic is there, this is going to be a team that has a chance, even though the Western Conference is incredibly deep. I am buying Denver at plus 450 because I think that number is just going to continue to decrease. Two ways this can go, assuming Denver's healthy. Number one, they get to the playoffs, they turn on the engines like they did last year, and they decimate a lot of the competition. Or option B, deep playoff run last year, they win the championship, they celebrate a little bit, and then as we get through an 82-game season and then the rigors of the playoffs begin, they start to show some wear on the tires. A little bit of a concern there because we've seen that happen before. Some teams like the Golden State Warriors knew how to power through that. Some teams do not. We've seen it happen in the Miami Heat after their deep playoff runs. Sometimes they come out very tired the following season. I would hold. Denver plus 450 as a result. I don't know which way it's going to go. I would hold. The Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers currently 5-1. to one. Kendrick Perkins says that's the team he would pick to win the NBA championship. They've been very impressive this season. Gabe Knights will buy, sell, or hold on the LA Clippers. Maybe this is unfair. Uh-oh. But I'm selling on the Clippers. Selling. Look, it's the Clippers. I'm supposed to believe in the Clippers. Like, everything has gone their way this year. When's the last time... Anything has gone this well, this long for the Clippers. <laughs> the answer is never, all right? And they've got to prove to me otherwise. I love Kawhi Leonard. I think Ty Lue should be coach of the year for making this work as well as he has. Something's going to go awry for the Clippers because something always goes awry for the Clippers. I am selling, even though 5-1 to one would be enticing. Good point. That's why I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold on the Clippers, not sell. The thing with them, 5-1 to one's intriguing. We have seen everything work out for the Clippers this year. All of them have been healthy. All of them have gotten along. All of them have played well. They're beating everybody. Everyone's excited. To your point, can it really get any better? Now, maybe it can hold steady, which is why I'm going to hold. But there is also the possibility someone gets hurt or someone gets upset with some playing time or something creeps up. I don't know. I will hold on the L.A. Clippers. Fascinating story. Very interested in their playoff run. The Milwaukee Bucks. All right, we're going to your backyard. Milwaukee currently plus 650. Buy, sell, hold on the Bucks. If you think that Doc Rivers is going to turn everything around, you should buy. I'm, I'm leaning a little towards that, but I'm still on hold right now. I need to see a little bit more improvement out of the defense. I need to see Giannis and Dave work a little bit better together. And maybe I lose out on plus 650 because of that. But I just need to see just a hair more from the Bucks before I become a full believer and I'm buying up all the Bucks stock I can. Okay, so I want to buy here because I believe that they're only going to get better. That more yep. time together with these pros, with Doc Rivers in there, they're going to get better. But they're already priced that way. At plus 650, they're already priced as a team that's going to get better. If they were sitting there at 10 to 1, 12 to 1, now we have to project as to whether or not they're going to turn it around. But Vegas has already taken that out of the equation. They're telling you plus 650, yeah, they're probably going to turn it around and be pretty good. So that's a hold for me. I'm right with you. I would hold on the Milwaukee Bucks. Who's next? 
the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, this is a good one. Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, 15-1 to to win the NBA title. Buy, sell, or hold. Problem with the Phoenix Suns is the same problem they had last year. It's just different pieces. They all have to be healthy in order for them to actually pull this thing off. And I do not believe that Kevin Durant and the injuries that he's had and Bradley Beal and the injuries that he has had are going to be able to stay healthy for an entire Western, an entire deep, by the way, Western Conference run. I'm selling on the Phoenix Suns at 15-1. to 1. Their depth got so exposed last year in the playoffs. I know it's a different team, but they got exposed. If you go back to that series against Denver, when the benches play, like when Durant and Booker left the floor, that was it for Phoenix. Durant yep. and Booker needed to combine to score like 90 points a game to give them a chance to win. If those guys weren't perfect, they weren't winning. Now, they've addressed some of that. They're a little bit better. But at their absolute best with everyone healthy, would you make them the favorite? Probably not, which means if we don't get everybody healthy, we're nowhere close to competing here. So I'm, I'm what'd you say? You're selling? I'm selling. I would hold 15 to 1 factors that in. Maybe they do get hot. 15 to 1, I, I, I like a little piece of that, so I'll hold. Who's next? The New York Knicks. Oh, here we go. Stephen A. Smith special. New York Knicks, 20 to 1, buy, sell, or hold. I just really like the odds at 20 to 1. I would buy yeah. on the New York Knicks here. I, I really like sitting where they are, especially, again, I, I think the Bucks solve their issues, but if they don't, New York is sitting there poised to jump in. You know that team is going to play defense under Tibbs, and if you know somebody like Jalen Brunson gets hot for a series, they can beat anyone and make a run to the NBA Finals. If, if the Knicks were in the West, I would say no. I would probably sell. But being in the East, I, I'm going to buy this up all day. Knicks are a hold. I'll give them a hold. I I want to. I want to buy, but they're a hold. They were hot in January. As a result, the prices got adjusted. Now they're a bit dinged up. They're not playing as well. We haven't seen the price readjust. I'll hold on the New York Knicks. Go New York, go New York, go! The Cleveland Cavaliers. 25-1 to 1 for the two-seed in the Eastern Conference. Red hot right now, Gabe Knight, so buy, sell, or hold. Yeah, I'm selling. I think that's all it is. I think it's a hot streak. I think it's a hot run for the Cleveland Cavaliers, especially when, you know, Perk goes and says something, oh, somebody else could be joining out West next year. I can't say who it is. And everyone immediately speculates that it's Donovan Mitchell. Uh-huh. Like, so I wonder if that's actually going to be something that once we hit playoff time that they're going to be able to keep it together. I say they do not. I am selling the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's the weirdest thing they're playing so well in Cleveland and every time you talk about the team it's like yeah Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to be there and it's like they're, they're crushing right now they're, <laughs> they won like 18 to 20 or something like that they're crushing and it's, eh, Mitchell doesn't want to be there he's going to be out after the season alright that's fine I just I didn't see enough toughness in that series in the playoffs last year against the Knicks. They got pushed around all over the court. Maybe they correct that a little bit. Not enough to win four playoff series. I'm selling. Who's next? The Los Angeles Lakers. Buy, sell, or hold. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, 25 to 1. Yeah, selling it. Yeah, I'm selling yeah, it. Yeah, well. I, 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 mean, I haven't seen enough. I just, you just sell that. 25 to 1. So they're the same price as the two seed in the East? Get out of here. Who else? The Minnesota Timberwolves. Ah, 25 to 1 as well. Buy, sell, or hold on the one seed in the West. Yeah, I'm buying the one seed in the West. This is a team that plays incredible defense. I understand usually you have to take steps to win a championship. They haven't been there before. But as the one seed at 25 to 1, I'll take the flyer that they can get it done. I'm going to buy me some Minnesota Timberwolves stock. I'm right there with you. Put it like this You're going to give me the number one seed. Over 50 games into the season, they are number one in defensive efficiency and they have a very solid road record. You're going to price that 25 to 1? Yeah, I'll take it. Everyone will say the same thing as to why they won't do it. Well, we haven't seen them do it before. 2014, 2015, no one had seen the Warriors do it before. Previous year, they lost in seven in the opening round of the Clippers. No one bought into them. 
all the way through the season. They were down two games to one in the second round of the playoffs against Memphis. They had to come back and win that series, and then they went on to beat LeBron in the finals eventually. And everyone said, well, it's because, you know, Kyrie got hurt and this and that and the other. Thing is, no one bought in until it actually happened. Just because something hasn't happened doesn't mean it can't happen, okay? Minnesota 25-1, to OKC 25-1. to I'm going to sprinkle a little bit there. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. Can Justin Fields just stay on the Bears? Even I'm intrigued by that because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Is it really just that simple for Chicago? We'll get into that next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Draft Caleb Williams or keep current starter Justin Fields. They have given thought to the idea, hey, let's just draft the guy at one, have Justin Fields here, and then they can work it from there. This is 100% what they should do. Allow Caleb Williams to develop. Let's start with this. Thank you to each and every one of you who are listening to this radio show right now. Thank you for your time. It means the world to us. Alongside Gabe Neitzel, I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We turn our attention to the National Football League, specifically the Chicago Bears and quarterback Justin Fields. Fields made some news earlier this week when he unfollowed both the Bears and the NFL on Instagram. This, of course, is the world we live in today. It becomes a major story. So then after that, Fields ends up following Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan Robinson, three of the skilled players of the Atlanta Falcons. That also becomes a story. So now Fields appears on the St. Brown Brothers podcast. That is the podcast of Brown Brothers, Equinemius, 
wide receiver Chicago Bears, and Amon Ra, wide receiver Detroit Lions. They had Fields on as a guest. The podcast episode dropped today. They asked him why he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. He had this to say. Bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like why, why are you not following the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with them. <laughs> That's you know? true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. But you, you follow you Luciana, right? Hmm? But listen, listen, man, yeah, that's, that's, that's my bro. girlfriend though. That's different. But I'm saying, like, when you're single, it's you really mess with the girls you don't follow more than the girls you follow. You, you know feel me? Oh, like, so you're yeah, saying you man. mess with the bears? You're saying you mess with the bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, ah, like okay, that. okay. It's it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no football. And guess mm. what? Interesting analogy makes some sense when you think about it. But at the same time, in terms of uh, situational awareness. You're su- you're surprised people are worked up about this. You haven't seen this story unfold. I don't know ten thousand times in professional sports before. Situational awareness, Justin. So later on in the podcast, the Brown brothers ask Fields flat out, "Do you want to stay in Chicago?" And this becomes the talking point. Yeah, of course, of course, I want to stay. To be honest, bro, I'll be trying to like you know, with all the talk, it's it's hard to I guess kind of just boom be in one place, but I can't see myself playing in another place, but. I know how that league is. Like, EQ, you was probably the same way before you left Green Bay. But, I mean, if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans there, they're great. Mm-hmm. And the people. But um, it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So, whatever right. happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want it to be over. Just let me know if I'm getting traded. Yeah. Let me know if I'm staying this and that. Now, back to our topic of situational awareness. Unlike Anthony Rendon of the Los Angeles Angels, Fields actually understands how to answer a question like that. Are you surprised that he wants to stay in Chicago, given everything that's happened this offseason? I mean, how about everything that's happened in his career? Because the Bears haven't set this kid up for success from day one. When he's available and they decide to draft him, they went, ah, you know what? We're going to keep Matt Nagy and see if he can make it more. Well, I guess he can't make it work for one more year. So then after his rookie year, okay, here's a new head coach. Here's a new play caller. And now Luke Getze, well, he gets fired. So now you got to have a new offensive coordinator and play caller as he's heading into year four with Matt Eberflus. But who knows if he's even going to be in Chicago. Like They haven't had any consistency for him. And we've seen that the, the teams that have had the most success with young quarterbacks have consistency in place. Like They're able to have the same play call. You get in the rhythm with that same guy. I, he's saying the right things. I don't know if that actually means he wants to stay in Chicago or not, because it doesn't seem like they've done really right by him that much in his career. I dig it. Like the idea that it, you hit all the key points. If you're Justin Fields, this franchise has done everything in its power to ruin your career. They're not trying to ruin your career. They're just incompetent. <laughs> but that's what they've done. They gave a previous front office and coaching staff, the latitude, knowing they were on the hot seat, the latitude to trade up and make the pick of you to join their team because it was a desperation heave to save their jobs. Those guys did a poor job. They were fired. You had a terrible first season because you had very little around you. So now you enter year two. You get a new head coach. You get a new offensive coordinator, all this stuff. You're playing behind an awful offensive line. You're playing behind... um, 
you don't have any weapons at your disposal. Like they're not doing anything to put you in a position to succeed. And you enter year three and you go through that and it gets a little bit better. They add DJ Moore, but it's not great. And and here we are after three years. The only thing you hear about is your team not endorsing you. You've done everything you possibly could for them. You've taken hits. You've suffered concussions. You've done everything you can to try to be the face of that franchise. And from what I understand, I haven't heard him asking about money, talking about money, getting paid, any of that nope. stuff you hear from other guys. He's gone out there and done everything. And their response to that is to talk about how they'll figure out whether or not they want Caleb Williams once they meet with them. It's not about anything you've done. It's about what they can get from this other guy. And yet you still go on a podcast with every opportunity to say, you know what, I'm done. It's clear they don't want me because they've made it clear they're not that into you. It's clear they've made it that they they don't really want me. So, you know what, I'm good to leave. And he doesn't even say it. I think there's something to that. Stand up. Even if it's not true, he at least didn't pull an Anthony Rendon and he said what he was supposed to say. Yeah, that's exactly what he was supposed to say. Because what if they go and meet with Caleb Williams and decide, oh, you know what, we still like Justin better. Like, they're going to hold on to you no matter what. Like He said in that clip, it's out of his hands. It's not up to him. If it was up to him, he'd stay in Chicago. But he, he fully realizes that there's nothing else he can do at this point to determine the future city in which he's going to play, whether that's Chicago, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, wherever. Hey, it's out of my hands. I'd love to stay here, which is what you have to stay in case you do stay there. If you get traded to another place, oh, I didn't realize this about Pittsburgh, or I didn't know this about Atlanta, and now I love it here, and you can easily make that transition. Whereas if you decide to burn the the, the bridge for Chicago, and then they decide, oh, we actually want you to stick around, it's tough to make that repair. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? It's so It'd be so easy for him, on one hand, to just look at this franchise and say, you know what, you guys are a clown car of an organization. You got nothing organized. No surprise that you're the only franchise without a 4,000-yard passer, without a 30-yard touchdown thrower. You're the worst franchise in the NFL at developing quarterbacks. I've watched this. I've lived it. I'm out of here. But on the other hand, part of me would say, look, I've been through the absolute worst of it with these guys. Now, all of a sudden, they're starting to develop talent. They brought in Montez Sweat. The defense is getting very good. We've got DJ Moore. We could trade the number one pick for a bunch of other picks. We could bring in, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. to play with us. We've got top five salary cap money. we got number one and number nine. Like, you almost kind of want to see it out because you've done so much when they've been awful. The sky's the limit right now between the salary cap situation and all the draft picks. And I will say this, I think this means something, especially to him, I don't know if it means anything to the fan base, I don't know if it means anything to the front office, the way his teammates are seemingly constantly going to bat for him, because it's the only question that matters for the Chicago Bears, is just, it's the only question that was really asked after week one last year, is Justin Fields the guy? And you have his teammates constantly stepping up to microphones, going to reporters saying, yeah, we think he's the guy. We love Justin. We want Justin to be our guy. And I think that means something to him and probably is a big reason why he would want to stick around in Chicago is because he knows his teammates have the belief he's gotten them to buy into him. Very well said. He's Gabe Neitzel. I'm Joe Fortenball. Uh, You heard us mentioning the Anthony Rendon comments, but we didn't play him for you if you haven't heard him. (laughs) Uh, it's just wait. it's absolutely incredible. Incredible that someone would be this clueless to get in front of a microphone and say this on the first freaking day of spring training. You're going to hear that next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Is 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Pitchers and catchers, everybody on the roster reporting to their respective spring training camps. Baseball season, spring is in the air. You would think this is the time of year when everyone's optimistic, right? Hope like spring's eternal. Even, That's what spring training's about. <laughs> even Mets fans. Even Mets fans are looking at the calendar saying, you know what? We're 0-0. We might not be the favorites. We might not have a great chance, but we do have a chance at this point in time. People are excited. They'll be traveling to Arizona to check out spring training. They'll be traveling to the Grapefruit League in Florida to check out spring training. Blake Snell still hasn't been signed. At classic baseball free agency. I have no idea how any of it works. I don't know when it starts. I don't know when it ends. Apparently, it never ends. Some no. of these guys just hang out forever. But it's baseball season. We should all be optimistic. Baseball season. And then there's the Angels. <laughs> the damn Angels. And Mike Trout. And the loss of Shohei Otani. And Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon shows up to spring training. He's the Angels' third baseman, in case you haven't noticed. And he gets paid an extraordinary amount of money to do very, very little. This, when a microphone is placed in front of him to start spring training... This is what Anthony Rendon has to say. That's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at <laughs> 7 in the morning or whatever time it is. So... <laughs> Did you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have baseball? answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you technically answered it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, yeah, when you answer it like that, there's going to be a follow-up or two. You'd, you'd think you'd probably have learned that by this point, but seven years, $245 million, Gabe Neitzel. That's what it buys you. Anthony Rendon letting you know, it's a job. It's a I mean, job. Most, most people look at it as, well, yes, my family's a priority, so I have to be good at my job, but I guess when you're already getting the guaranteed contract, it doesn't have to be, well, I guess it's a priority. I don't know if it's a top priority. There could be a couple of things that slide in there after, you know, faith and family. And look, I mean, that's that's part of, you know, the famous quote from Vince Lombardi, you know, your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if that's part of, you know, I don't know if it goes, you know, family, religion, and then the angels for Anthony Rendon certainly doesn't sound like it sounds like he's just like clocking in like anybody else at a nine to five who's just man this is such a drag he does not sound like he wants to be there I know he answered the question well yeah it's a priority I guess we I'm here I don't want to be talking to you guys at 7 a.m but what, what are we doing Anthony Rendon like all six angels fans are going to be so upset when they finally hear this Mad Dog said this this morning, so I'm kind of going to paraphrase him, but I agree with it. I think it's a great point. Uh, We already know family comes first. Like, we know. I'm a family man. I've got kids. My family comes first. I don't feel the need to tell everyone that. Like, family comes first, and then you have other things. If you have your faith, yes, absolutely, that's up there. And your career at some point will be up there. We get it. You don't actually need to get in front of a microphone at spring training when reporters are just lobbing softballs at you, let's be honest. (laughs) And tell everyone that, yeah, no, it's my fam- My priorities are my family and my faith. Like, you're going out of your way to let people know that baseball doesn't rank that high. That's what you're doing right there. Because it's implied your family comes first. Yeah. It's implied. We already know that. You don't need to tell well, us. If you go out of your way to tell us that, you're basically going out of your way to say, look, baseball, it, it's not at the top of the list. I mean, how many times has a player missed a few games in any sport because they're having a child? Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Oh, no, that makes sense. And, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense why you're not here. Or there's a death in the family. Like, yep. oh, man, yes, you have to go take care of that. We all understand. Take your time. You know, so everybody already understands that that's a part of the deal. Like, everybody, we just want to, you know, if you're an Angels fan, you just want to know that you kind of care a little bit about what your craft is. And, and again, based on the money that he is now making, and let's be honest, the statistics he's put up since he has gotten to Los Angeles. Oh, he's stunk. He has yeah, stunk it, since he's it, gotten there. It would not appear that Anthony Rendon is putting a lot of time into his efforts as a baseball player. This is an all-time terrible contract, and anyone with half a brain could have told you that this would have been a terrible signing when it happened. More on that in a minute. Seven years, $245 million. He's, four, he's he's entering year five of that deal. Here's how many games he's played per season since he got there. 52 games, 58 games, 47 games, 43 games. Why is that number going down? Dude, you don't need to tell us There's... baseball is not a priority. We know. <laughs> we, like, we see that baseball is not a priority. Anyone on earth could have told you that this was going to be an awful signing if you've studied anything about basic economics in sports at any point in your life. There's a great book. It came out around 2009. It's called Soccernomics. Okay? It's basically the European football version of Moneyball, which came out right around the turn of the millennium. There's a great chapter in it that talks about a big mistake a lot of teams make. Buying high on players who hit free agency or hit the open market after having incredible performances in the World Cup or in some sort of massive stage, right? Rendon had an all-time playoff run 
in his contract year with the Washington Nationals. The year that the Nationals won the World Series is the only year he was ever an all-star. He finished third in the MVP voting, and he won the Silver Slugger Award. He hit 319 that year. He had 34 home runs, a career high, 126 RBIs, a career high. He had a monster season, the best season of his career. In his postseason, they couldn't get him out. And then he hit free agency. Only an idiotic franchise would look at that production and say, yeah, we're going to pay top dollar for that because, of course, that's going to continue. No, it's not. That is the outlier performance. You're going to pay him top dollar based on that production, which is unsustainable. And then guess what? The Angels, of course, would be the franchise to do this. They pay him, and then the production completely falls off, and they're left scratching their heads going, what went wrong? You buy low and you sell high. The Angels, for some reason, got that backwards, and that's why they're stuck with this deal and a player who's getting in front of a microphone on day one basically letting the fans know he couldn't care less. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I almost want to applaud it. Like the balls to get up and talk like that at spring training. I, I kind of love it because the deal's guaranteed. It's not like the Angels can do anything yeah. about it. Oh, that's the point, right? Like, right. Nope, I'm, you I'm do getting the money wants. regardless. Yeah, I'm getting the money regardless. I don't care. It's very obvious he does not care what anyone thinks because that $38 million is still making its way into his bank account throughout the course of this season for their Angels. They're still playing 162 games, right? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Well, there's 162 <laughs> scheduled. Very few are playing them. <laughs> That number just continuously going down. Like, has he played a hundred? Has he played a season's worth of games yet? A hundred and ten plus ninety. He's played two hundred games in four seasons. Okay. He's right. averaging so he's, fifty games a year. So he's barely gone over in the four years that he's played there. He's barely played an entire full season's worth of games. By the way, listen the to his batting averages. He hits a career high three nineteen when he's in a contract year. Since then, two eighty six, two forty. 229, uh, 236 last year, where oof. his war, by the way, his war, his wins above replacement, 0.1. $35 million a year gets you a guy that can be basically replaced by anyone. I have a quick uh, nugget here on the, the first season he was with the Angels was the COVID shortened season. Oh, so, oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, so he so hit 286, 52. Yeah, that's a big season he right there. He was 10th in the MVP voting that year. But the funny thing is, those are his Angels highs. A lot of his Angels highs and hits, home runs, RBIs are all in the COVID shortened season. That's how many games he's missed in the three seasons since. Don't ever let your facts get in the way of my rants. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> how many no, games? Just so we're clear going that's, forward. That's a great note, and it is worth bringing up that in the COVID shortened season, he did play. He does deserve that. Yeah, it's like we're ranting here, we're banging on him, but yeah, he does deserve that. Thank you, Handman. I appreciate that. Good, good for him. He could stay healthy yeah. for the short season. Yeah, he was. Like, wait a minute. Wait he a minute. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. Games. This is a 60-game season. I'm happy to play. I love baseball. This is The thing is, there's people driving around right now that are probably thinking, listen to this jerk yelling at this guy. Yeah, baseball is a job. What do you want it to be? I'm not saying it's not a job. I'm not saying it needs to be the number one priority. What I'm saying is be smart enough to not say that on a microphone. That's it. Just You have media training. You've been around forever. Don't say it. Don't do that to the fans. Don't do that to the kids who buy your jersey. Gabe, it's Wait, been a pleasure working with you. bought an Angels Rendon jersey? It's got to be somebody. They're Angel fans. <laughs> I mean, they've been through so much. Thank you all for listening. We love you very much. Freddie and Harry are coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. 
Carlin versus Joe podcast.